Welcome to Off the Bench with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews, the show that covers all things NRL. Oh, well, that's not going to go well because I haven't got his name in the opener. We've got a special guest this week on Off the Bench. Sats is out, and we only bring in the big guns, listener, for Off the Bench when Scott Sattler's gone. Gary Belcher, welcome to Off the Bench. Nah, no, I don't think I can do it. <laughs> Not working the, for nah. you. Can you get redo the opener? Have we, how long have we got? Actually. Oh, we're on. We're actually, actually, on. actually, how about you just pretend you're Scott Sattler? Mate, 2003, okay. what was your highlight from that grand final? Well, I mean, I was pretty lucky. Uh, the slowest wing ever in the, the, the history of play the game. Made what? a break down the, uh, the left side for the Roosters. And uh, despite the fact there was still like about half an hour to go in the game, people still think it was a, a telling moment. But anyway, you, you know, you, you ride your luck and here I am. Uh, mate, round How's that? That, that was pretty, that's, that's pretty much what I get like every week. That's exactly the opposite <laughs> to what he says. Uh, round 12 of the NRL continues, of course, this weekend. We'll preview the remainder of the round during the week. You and Sats on Sports Day spoke to the Queensland origin coach. First game in charge, Billy Slater. Uh, I still even ha- haven't even heard. It. I'm looking forward to hearing this chat today. But uh, both you and Sat say outstanding bloke, outstanding chat. Well, he was. He's a great bloke, and he was before we chatted to him. And um, but you know, I, I left with a bit of confidence around uh, the, the possibilities for Queensland this year. Of course, um, you know, haven't been great the last couple of years. Have managed to save face at the end of the series, but that's not good enough, really. Oh, yeah. Last year, you know thrashed really by New South Wales in the first couple of games and then managed to come good in game three. So Billy's got a, a lot of work to do, but I, I've got to say as well, apart from the fact that he seems to um, know what he's doing and heading in the right direction and uh, very, very meticulous with his own preparation that that is carrying over to his state of origin coaching gig and good people around him, um, that all also coincides with just like when Brad Fittler took over at the Blues they were in all sorts of trouble. And it wasn't just Freddie's coaching. Had a lot to do with it. But some incredibly talented players came through at the same time. And that's what it seems to be like with um, Queensland. I wouldn't say to the same level, but they've got, you know... the, the Bron- How long has it been since the Broncos and Cowboys have been in form come origin time? Mm. That seems like years. Yeah, it has both been. Of them, yeah. Both of them very, very competitive. And that's a... That must be nice for Billy because it, it does seem like, in a way, he's not scratching to find players to make up a team. And 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 I'm I'm not being, um, you know, I'm being a smartass about that. That was the case with Queensland. Some players that came in that would, and performed wonderfully well too. I must say, you know, Philip Sami and Edric Lee and Branko Lee and guys that would would not probably get a look in, have been great for Queensland. But now. It seems as though he's got a, um, you know, uh, a lot of options, a lot more options than there have been in the last couple of years. All right, well, that's all we have time for on today's show. Uh, no time for any New South Wales Blues uh, news. Is well, someone... I was going to ask you about the Blues because <laughs> you're a, um, a New South, well, Tasmanian come New I South Wales. I am Welshman. not a Tasmanian. My wife is. I'm not Why a brother. Do you deny? What, don't deny your heritage. <laughs> I've seen the scars. Yeah, um, yeah. What? What's going on with the Blues? You know, particularly around those centre positions. Yeah, with uh, Tommy badge. Turbo and Latrell Mitchell out. What would you like to see, Woogie? Um, Who would you like to I, see? I'd, I'd put Burton in the centres 
for the fact that the, the the Penrith combination. I know he's not there this year, oh, but yeah, 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 he'll he'll fit in very comfortably. And oh, I don't know. I, I, I suppose we've got no no other option but to pick uh, someone like Katoni Staggs, who's been in pretty. So are you saying Katoni Staggs is 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 um, not a great option? I'm saying like. I, I'm saying that he wouldn't be my first choice if I was picking a side. So, but because due to injury, this is a great opportunity for him. So I'd say can, Stags and Burton. Can I just say I, I look at him and you know he's got a he's I look at him and I go if he was a Queensland player he'd be straight in because he is the kind of player that thrives in that that combative state of origin arena and it does step up a notch from NRL. Mm. It's it's difficult to describe. But uh, it just steps up a notch as far as intensity goes, and it's 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 been like that since the first state of origin game. It'll be like that forever. Katoni Staggs is a sort of player that is absolute. His game is absolutely suited to that. He loves getting down and dirty and aggressive, and uh, he hits hard and he runs with um, you know so much power, and he he just wants to win every little battle. He doesn't always get it right. But I think he's absolutely suited. Very, very different player than Matt Burton, who's more of a skillful yeah. five-eighth come centre, and and would you know that you need those players as well. And he'd be on the left, I imagine. Burton and Stags on the right. But I don't see it as being any great disadvantage for New South Wales if okay. you pick Stags. But the, uh, the other thing is as well, and I can just hear an echo on my program here. Um, it, it, what I like about Burton, good kicking game as well. And as I said, the the Panthers. The Panthers combination from years gone past. Don't know if you'd need that kicking game if you've got if you've got. Oh, I know, uh, but still handy. It, but I know, still, still handy to have though, right? But here's yeah. the, here's the it gives them more options. But Badge, here's the here's the question I want to ask you, and and maybe this is right uh, when you. I think Katoni Staggs, if he is selected in the Blues team, I think he's a player that will benefit greatly from it, and it's very similar to what you said that he loves a combative, you know, uh, arena. Have you ever seen players that have been, you know, run-of-the-mill NRL players, nothing nothing too special, but once they've gone to origin, had their chance, come back, have never looked back and have improved out of sight just by being around the best? Well, I've definitely seen a lot of players that you think, gee, I hope this guy's up to it, and then they go out and they play incredibly well. And, you know, the, all those, a lot of those players that were called up for Fatty's uh, team in yeah. 1995 when they were, you know... Um, decimated because of Super League, the um, the Queensland ARL side looked unable to to put any points on the board, let alone even win a game, and they won all three. That was amazing, the blokes that stepped up there, and then you sort of follow guys right through. Like, Adam Mogg springs, springs to mind, and those couple of players I mentioned before, and um, most of the time they're Queenslanders, and are not crying poor, but often they... Queensland just doesn't have as many players to to choose from and have to you know dig deep into the ranks, but uh, invariably they stand up and and uh, and play footy. As to what happens to their career afterwards, yeah, a bit of a mixed bag. Some go back and um, never quite reach those heights again, and others, yeah, it does it does take them uh, a step up a notch and, and takes them a bit further on in their career. But um, I, I think the the great satisfaction they get out of putting on a, a state of origin jersey and then and then proving to themselves that they can perform it um you, you never look back you, you you just you just know you just it just gives you this great self-belief um the state of origin teams get announced this weekend sunday night the blues and then monday morning uh the maroons uh, any bolters badge for the queensland 
Definitely. Well, on on, on the list, there's going to be the likes, I think, for Billy uh, Slater of, um, you know, Jer- there's some Cowboys players for sure, I think, out of Jeremiah Nanai and uh, Reuben Cotter and Healam Lukey. Um, there's, there's, some, there's some players in there that have been um, very, very good over the last month or so. Um, trying to think of any more. You know, if, if Tabuai Fado gets in, that's not really a bolter. Murray Taolungi playing great on the left wing for the Cowboys, not really a bolter. Uh, would Selwyn Cobbo be classed as a bolter? Maybe, but I think everyone's saying, gee, the kid is, uh, yeah. is completely up for it. Tommy Gilbert is another one who's, who's a chance from the Cowboys. So, um, yeah, they're, they're, I think there's going to be a few. Well, there's going to be a couple of surprises, whether they're – a bolter for mine would be someone that outside of that list that I hadn't – none of us had thought of that suddenly finds themselves in a blue or a maroon jersey. Um, yeah, let me – Talakai for the blues. Um, what about uh, – Who else would you – who else is – what other positions are up for grabs for New South Wales? I mean, well, if they there's the a, well, Cam Murray. Cam Murray's centre. been named on an extended bench. Well, in the twenty-four this right. week for the for the bunnies. He has. But but the, he, that's not a bolter. No, no. But what I'm about to say that, you know, would you put him straight into the Blues side if if he hasn't played any footy for four weeks? Like, would there be a potential bolter for the back row or or lock for for the well, back row for the Blues? No, I don't think a boulder because the likes of Liam Martin have been there before. Isaiah Yo will certainly be there, and they, you know, they could. Uh, oh, I think they will stick with what I, what I've seen of Jake Travoyevich. I'd stick with him, and I think I don't think there'll be a boulder there because those players. Are big. What if I what if I threw up this name? Yeah, Kalama Tungi could be one um, whose name's been tossed up, but I'll toss up one that I reckon could, we could find in this series or next. Isaac Tago, mm. the kid is outstanding. In the uh, in the centres for uh, the Panthers, a good chance Stephen Crichton's going to be there, and there's even a possibility that he he could find himself on the wing, um, just because to contend with that height, that height advantage. That's the one area uh, aerially that the Maroons have got some sort of advantage. We saw last night Xavier Coates flew up above the pack, scored a good try, got up a couple of other times, tapped it back. Um, the that's Blues a concern to, for the Blues, to be able, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, well, I think that's one concern. Um, so, that you know, that Stephen Crichton could find himself there. But, yeah, it, look, it's going to be interesting. Whoever they pick, it's going to be very interesting and I think a much more competitive series. I think we should just put Teddy at fullback. So that's your rooster covered off. No, you, if, I if thought Cam Murray, wanted Pappenhausen. If no, he was I never fitting, said that. Pick, I said Pappenhausen he? should be in the at 18. At the start of the year. I said yeah, Pappenhausen I should be in the 18. Play him off the bench. I don't care because you people do not want to play against him. That's why. And that would upset the Maroons. Oh, That's why we people. put him anywhere, Who's mate. You people, you people, you people oh. north of the, you people north of Maxville, where the border is, yes. would be very nervous if he played. Now, I was going to say, if it wasn't Maxville, who would that give us? <laughs> Who's up anywhere north of Ma- uh, Yamba, Ballina? And you know what your only argument heads. is? What about Peter Sterling? He was born in Toowoomba. That's it. That's all you got. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> I've got another argument. Which you one? Want it? Yeah, you stole Kenny Nagus. Oh, God, Bundaberg boy. Played one game with a mate in Kyogle. All of a sudden, he's playing for the Blues. Kenny, why'd you do it, son? Oh, only two. Uh, Rightio. <laughs> what I was going to say, what was the other thing? So, oh, if I was the Blues uh, selectors, I'd be just picking Teddy at fullback. If Cam Murray's fit and does go straight into that, which you'd think, I mean, you'd pick if he doesn't play for South this weekend, would you still pick him for the Blues badge? I would. I, I, he's yeah, he's too. 
No, you wouldn't. But you I lost would. me at Teddy. Oh, <laughs> I can't. I can't even think about him. You, Teddy, you Teddy fullback, put put Murray in the second row, and then just pick the rest of the uh, Penrith players. Just put there them all around them. There's your team. Oh, Cookie, yeah. Cookie in the nine jersey. Yeah, he's playing all right. Um, there, there's been some criticism around Damian Cook, but uh, I've seen him do some good please. things. Hey, but the other thing is, is that, that there has been some suggestions that Addo Carr might might not be picked for the Blues. I, I, I find that. That's well, a, because of because of height and because of Crichton. Although they're worried about height, it might be Brian Toto, but he gives them so much out of the back end of the field, which is really important. I don't know. I think. I think hey, I'll t- tell you where there what, might be another player required. What? Hooker. Hooker for the Maroons. There's some down yes. around uh, Harry Grant. So people are saying it would very likely be Reed Marnie, but, you know, then there's... there's that Benny was me Hunt, and you abused me. Played great. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, you said... It, you said, well, the obvious choice is Reed Marnie. I don't well, think I, I think said obvious. obvious. I yeah, said, mate, you'd have to look at. The certainty would be Reed Marnie. I said, no, he's already Benny in. Benny Hunt. He's <laughs> but, already... but, but wouldn't you prefer Benny Hunt to come off the bench? He's, he was outstanding. Oh, he actually I'll last. Just, did he I'll play just go games? with whoever Benny, whoever um, Billy picks, I'll go with. Did, sorry, mate, did, did Ben Hunt start game three last year? Oh, maybe. I don't know. I know he started a few and, and played ex- some of the best footy I've ever seen. He was certainly at rep level, has been in the number nine for Queensland. All right, listen, so we've I'd, talked I'd Origin. never write him off. We've yep. talked Origin for 13 minutes. Is there uh, any footy on this weekend? Yeah, there is. Uh, we'll get okay. to that shortly. Payne Haas, uh, the Broncos will not entertain a release. I'm happy about that. You're happy yep. about that. But Corey Parker yep. uh, says they should release him. Get rid of him. No player is bigger than the Broncos. Like, well, yeah. Oh, look, I don't know. I, I think then you're going to cut your nose off to spite your face. So ultimately, the Broncos want him because he's a he's, he's a gun player. He's one of their men, their player of the year three times in a row. He can play, but he's he's you know he's a bit maybe I don't know is the word dumb or he's a bit he's a bit easily misled. And he's uh, or greedy or where his manager's greedy. Whatever it is, mm. um, they're not happy just to sit on the contract because you know. Because, um, like all of us, we'd be filthy if we're only getting seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. <laughs> so, your manager wants to get a million, and then keep well, that contract rolling forward year. up to one point two. And yeah, exactly right. But remember, he sold yeah. for six hundred grand when he was eighteen, and and not quite, you know, up to that that pay packet. But they paid him overs, and now it, it's all supposed to balance out. Well, I, I, I it, it's the whole thing stinks. Um, I'd love the Broncos just to say, mate, you play or you don't. If you don't play, bad luck, but we're not paying you. Um, but often it gets to the stage where the player gets so sooky about it, the, the club either panders to them, comes up with a new deal, or they or they uh, let them go. I love the Melbourne Storm approach where they just say, if you want to keep playing, uh, if you want to go, then the other another club has to come up with a... A suitable replacement, which would be very hard, um, very hard to find. It's that time for an off the bench Friday night preview. Uh, certainly is. Uh, tonight we've got the Titans and uh, the Broncos doing battle at Suncorp Stadium. It's the battle of the M1 badge. And given the mm. form the Broncos are in and given the form the Titans are in, um, this should be a one way. Game is I think the Broncos should be able to get the job done fairly easily on the Titans. They lift for this one, the Titans. This is their for for many of them. This is their biggest game of the year. It's kind of the 
the big brother club up the road. I know the Broncos got the wooden spoon a few years ago and were in all sorts, but they, they're firing again. And this is the club. A lot of them started, you know, or had some connection to the uh, to the Broncos from AJ Brimson and Jared Wallace and a few more. So, um, yeah, it, it's a big game for the Titans. They'll be up for it. They'll be up for it for sure. I, on the balance of, of um, how they're playing and everything else, I'd say the, uh, the the Broncos are the in the box seat, but yeah, don't don't expect a walkover. Uh, no, Adam Reynolds again, as we know for the Broncos, uh, strained his hamstring, which Benny Eikens told us about on on Sports Day on Tuesday. Oh, Wednesday. we got the scoop on that. We yeah. certainly did. Strained yeah. his hamstring, which adds to the dodgy groin. But dancing can't... with Elf, uh, dancing with Elf after the groin. Is that? Strain, I thought that may have been it. The, uh, let the fans know. Yeah, what, what about well, people blowing up? Oh, I, I saw him with a beer after the game. Come on. We had 30 beers. Yeah. yeah. No one ever said anything. I think and the... no one died. We missed a few games because of it. But. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess the good thing about this, though, is the fact that he, he did his hamstring with Alfie and not his groin. I mean, that's a, it's not as good a story, but, you know, it's probably... Doesn't matter. We'll move on from that. I want to read a headline yeah, that's been typed on, uh, that I've seen. It's been typed into our run sheet today. David Fafita's yep. tip to explode tonight when he face when he faces his old club after three weeks out with an injured knee. Oh, Who's tipped him to explode? I don't know. I don't know. I think Rook, our producer, someone's tipped him to explode. Yeah. Uh, it was a you him. badge. No, we'll you've got him. David Fafita exploding tonight at Suncorp. Listen, I, I why no, I hang on, hang on, stop before you blow. What? What? Is it? What? What? Why have I tipped him to explode? I'd, someone has. Off on that Rook, who put that who? on there? Well, it wasn't me and it wasn't Badge. Oh, can I? Let me tell you. Oh, it's Hang Badge, on. right? I put, it on, I put it on there. I got it out of a story that okay. says David Fafita is tipped to explode. That's... Not Badge says David <laughs> Fafita will explode tonight. Can we not spend so 10 I'm minutes? I'm not thinking he will explode. Well, what, what, no, what a load you, of you're, rubbish. You're, fi- you're firing up. You're, here we go. Here we go. What a load of rubbish that he's going to explode. What, like, again, journalism. It, this, it's so crap. Like, how do you know, David? What? He's struggling, David, for he's, feeder. Last time they played, played at the Bron- Broncos, yeah. pent up anger, and he wants to play for Queensland. Pent up anger. I don't think he ever gets angry, does he? He's like a big, cuddly teddy bear. Ooh. They will welcome him back, Badge. They definitely will welcome him back, and it'll take a bit more pressure off. I tell you who gives a little bit more freedom to, Bo Fermor, because he's been trying to play his role and that role uh, of, of David Fafida in the centres. So that'll free mm. Bowie Fermor to get back to the, the form that people were talking about him about being a possible bowler for origin. Yeah, well, Isaac Liu too has sort of pushed into that wide-running back row role, and he's more of a middle forward, so... Him as well, I think he'll it'll benefit them. Depends on how many minutes they can get out of uh, out of David Fafita. But yeah, there's a bunch of players out there once again playing for Origin spots. And and Paddy Carrigan, I think, is he, he, like he's in my badge, Queensland he? seventeen. I've got him. I've got him in. Whether he's going to make it, I don't know. What Billy thinks, but I've been really impressed with what what he brings to the side. So yeah, I think there'll be some great clashes around the middle, and including those those blokes off the bench. Tommy Flegler's off the bench for the yeah. The uh, Broncos and he he got a start in Origin last year too, so yeah, interesting stuff. Um, I'll tell you what I like about. We've got to go to a break, but I'll tell you what I like about Carrigan. His his flexibility and his his versatility. I mean, he that game he played against South in the front row. Outside, it's like he's he's beefed up a bit, and that's just helped his game just go to another level. 
Yeah, and that was by necessity with um with some injury. Oh, Payne Haas was out suspended. I That's think, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but by necessity, yeah, he can play there, and he's 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 a lock forward that kind of plays that middle middle role as a you know big Tino, the the skipper of the Titans. So he can do it if he needs to. Right. Um, but they don't need that at the moment. All right, let's get to a break. That's your preview of Friday Night Football. This is off the bench with Badge and Jace. This is Off the Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL. Gives it to Cameron Munster, who sends it over to Tafua's wing. Xavier Coates up, over and down. What execution from the storm. It's Tua Pelotu against Xavier Coates. Oh, my goodness. Cameron Munster's stolen it, and he's delivered another try. Thief in the night. It was a clear steal. He turned around, eyes wide open, line wide open, and Munster does it again. Melbourne Storm lead Manly here. Hughes, cutout pass. He finds Meany, who gives it to Bromwich, and Kenny will score. Great work from the Storm. That's clinical, and Kenny Bromwich is happy. The second try, Croker, standing deep, gives it to Jake Trebojevic, who gives it to Kieran Forens in his 250th game. Floats it over to Tafua. Well, it's Tupelotu, who has got the ball down. A spectacular diving effort. And Christian Tuipolotu scores for the Seagulls, 28 to 8. That is all she wrote, 28 points to 8. The Melbourne Storm have won here at Amy Park to kick off Indigenous round. There you have it, Badge. 28-8 winners, the Storm over Manly at Amy Park last night. Uh, pretty He's much... a dead set. He's a dead set thief, isn't he? Who? Cameron Munster. Oh. He's a thief. Like... Actually, you know what, what was noticeable, Woogie, last night? Sorry to cut you off there, but no. Munster, Munster stole a ball, scored, scored a try, stole another one. Uh, I think he, he went close again. And, um, but then, and then the Manly players started still. We haven't seen many ball steals lately, and all of a sudden I think we had five or six last night. So it's funny how players start to catch on. And um, you know, and, but Munster, oh, he was uh, in fine form. And... And of course, Jerome, having Jerome Hughes back, mate, that I know they lost the last couple of Storm, but geez, he makes a difference to them. Yeah, oh, I didn't see the game badge last night because I was on a what? Oh no, I was on a flight, and I, I wanted class. to. How, how, normally, you can watch it up first class. Yeah, no. <laughs> so I don't think row twenty eight is is that first. Is that where first class starts? Is, it, is that right? Ah, uh, no. yeah, no, no twenty six. Oh, right, bugger! I must have been in business. But uh, mm. mate, the thing is, um, how did how, Manly? I, I don't reckon they'll win again. I mean, tongue in cheek. You get, without yeah. without um, Tommy. How did they Tricky. go without him last night? Uh, not great. Uh, at the back, there was a few. They made a few errors. They were letting balls bounce. It just they just were they were all over the shop. Big Georgie Jorge Tafua came back, uh, and he was okay. He, he scored their first try, but he wasn't he wasn't great. Bit of miscommunication. Ruben Garrick and um, you know Xavier Co- they were crossfield kicks early. They were uh, peppering George Tafua and and Xavier Coates getting over the top. You know, tapping him back. They they actually should have scored a try. Very close to scoring a try early. It could have 
Uh, oh, the scoreline could have been a bit more. Put it that way, Manly were really never, I thought, never um, in the game. And I don't think Manly fans would ever have thought they were a chance of winning that game after about the first five minutes. So, yeah, to put it bluntly, they uh, they struggled without him. Foran was pretty good. Cherry Evans was, was okay. But that just that bit more oomph in attack that, um, that Manly need. I, I like the look of Josh Schuster, but the other thing about his talented kid, He's got some lair in him. He has to throw no look passes. It all has to be. It makes it a little bit more difficult than it is at times. But right. he's going to be. Um, he's going to be a great player for a long time. Uh, Jerome Hughes. Uh, Melbourne Good. are so much better when he's in that team, aren't they? Absolutely. And of course, um, I had a little bit of concern. He came back, but they lost Harry Grant. Uh, but you know, last week they had they had Harry and didn't have Jerome Hughes, and it all was a bit ugly. You see Harry Grant slotted into the halfback role. And you could just see how, how different that was, the combination there in the halves. But they complement each other beautifully, Hughes and, and, uh, and Munster. Munster free to just play his game, you know, his running game. And, uh, yeah, Melbourne looked, looked very good. They don't often lose a few games in a row. Coming off the back of two, two losses, I thought, you know, they were, they were um, really good things last night and it proved to be. A good player, Jerome Hughes. He just doesn't get the recognition... I reckon he deserves in that you team. He, well, he, I reckon he he well. I think he he's does. probably happy with it. But everyone's always talking about the Munsters, the Harry Grants, the Brandon Smiths, the Pappenhausens. Oh, he's 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 really well regarded. And given what's happened the last few weeks, I think even more so. And mm. look, he's on he's on great money now too. The guy the guy was a late bloomer, another late bloomer in the comp. Didn't really hit the ground running until twenty three, twenty four, and wanted to play fullback and sort of they. They've moulded him into a halfback, and he's turned out to be one of the best in the comp. I reckon. I reckon he's the best halfback at the moment. I mean, it's it's. Um, he's got a yeah yeah, Cherry but he's Evans. he's got a lot of good cattle around him though too, which I guess helps. But yeah, it all helps. No, his game management spot on, badge. You know, he's. Just, oh, I like I like the way he runs the ball too. You know, yeah. he does. He runs probably a little bit more than other halves, and um, really, really tests the line. So yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's you got to have a few threat. You got to have a different, a few different threats across your team to be. You know, you can't just have one yeah. go-to area all the time. And uh, he he really adds to that. Twenty-eight eights, the storm over Manly Thursday night football. Let's get to a break on off the bench. When we come up back, uh, we're gonna have a, your interview that oh, you, you did don't with, miss this. with Billy Slater, the Queensland Origin coach. Badge, you're leaving. Thank you for filling in with Sats. Thank you for telling us uh, the story about the 2003 grand final. I hadn't heard that before, so. Yeah, uh, no, I was very lucky. <laughs> very lucky. Uh, in fact, okay. I, <laughs> yes. I, th- I think I, I, knew, I would have missed him, but I got tangled up in his shoelaces. It's the only reason I got him. I'll catch you Monday night for Sports <laughs> Day. Thank you. Ba- Gary Belcher. See ya. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL. This show is all about Origin. Queensland Origin's team picked at 9am on Monday morning by Billy Slater. So my colleague from Sports Day, Gary Belcher, we're fortunate enough to have you joining us for the interview with yes. Billy Slater, our very special guest. Yeah, looking forward to it. Um, I reckon there's a couple of other selectors, isn't there? But yeah. you know the coach should get the uh, the lion's share or the majority of the say and the team that he wants, and I reckon that should that would be the case. Yeah, and when Queensland sides are travelling well, most notably the Brisbane Broncos and North Queensland Cowboys, you think Queensland Origin looks healthy as well, and a lot of players will, will have played themselves into contention over the last three or four weeks. So we may as well bring him straight in at the top of the show to discuss the upcoming team announcement on Monday. Queensland Origin coach Billy Slater. Darren Lockout, he kicks. Slater's picked it up. Was he onside? 
Martin Coursey was onside. One of the great Absolutely. tries, of course, no called by Rads. And he joins us <laughs> on the line, like we said, Billy Slater, Queensland Origin coach. How are you, Bill? Yeah, good. So never offside in my whole career. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, ever. a big day for you next Monday. Uh, are you enjoying the, the ride so far in your first year as coach? Yeah, yeah, I am. It's It's been... Um, it's been a good journey so far. I've had about eight months to prepare for this series, which is which has been good. You, you you don't think that there's a whole heap that goes into it. You just get your players ten days before the the camp and and away you go. But uh, let me tell you, that's that's certainly not the case. And I've enjoyed uh, connecting with all our Queenslanders um, uh, in the NRL and 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 also building our our schedule and and what our week's going to look like uh, leading into that first game. So uh, we've put together a. Um, um, uh, a well-credentialed support staff around our group. So um, once we get this weekend's rounds round out of the way, um, we'll be able to sit down and know exactly who's available and, and pick our best team. Now, for any of the listeners out there that are coaches, short-term coaching, so small space of time where you get, you get physically engaged with the players, and you've experienced it 61 times at State of Origin and Test level. So what's important as a coach having a group of players and getting everything right in such a small p- space of time? Oh, well, I think the first thing is you've got to get it right. You don't really have a second chance. You know, it's not NRL coaching where you've got 26 rounds and in a final series you've, you know, to to prepare and practice. Um, it's you got to nail it straight away. And and the environment's important. Um, yeah, certainly the content of what you do and how you do it is certainly. Uh, of importance, but but that environment and bringing the group together, we're, we're going to have 17 uh, Queenslanders go out and play uh, an 80-minute game of footy on the 8th of June, and, and we've got to make sure that they're connected. Um, so that all starts off the field, um, and then you can really get to work with, with your footy stuff. Now, you made your debut in 2004, very early on in your NRL career, your second season, and you made your debut in Sydney mm. as well. Now, Lockie's come out and said, oh, he'd be apprehensive about debuting Selwyn Cobbo in Sydney, as he put up a pretty good case, Cobbo, hasn't he, to uh, to get selection? Well, he's, he's definitely hard to ignore, um, mm. and, and he'll be in the conversation on Sunday night. Um, yeah, look, it's yeah, I remember when I was a 20-year-old NRL player, and, and then I remember when I was a 28-year-old NRL player, and they were two vastly different players. Um, I did things when I was 20 years old that I didn't do things when I was 28 and, and vice versa. So, um, look, the, the one thing that I am looking at is I'm purely looking at actions and, and the consistency of those actions. And, you know, a guy like Selwyn, he's he's not just scoring the length of field tries through intercepts and all that sort of stuff. He's he's in position a lot. He's he's doing a lot of work out of, out of your own end, which is what you're normally doing in origin. Yeah. Um, and he's doing it with a whole heap of aggression. So um, he is still very early in his development as an NRL player. Um, we can all see that he's you know, he's got some real quality about his work and um, he can do things that a lot of other players can't do. So, um, yeah, look, it, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see to Sunday night until we actually have all our cards on the table and then we... We make our best hand out of that. Yeah, our good friend Brent Tate made a good point last week, Badge, didn't he? He said, when you're a winger, and he knows about playing wing and origin, you have to make defenders tackle you. Oh, and yeah. Cobo you makes you tackle yeah, you. Get a lot of hard work coming out of that end. Billy, so, mate, would you, would you enlighten us with how many positions perhaps are up for grabs? Not to say. Um, oh, look, Badge, we, we, we have a good idea on, on what our team 
we, we would like our team to look like. But uh, look, we've seen over the last couple of weeks that that changes, um, you know, from game to game. So um, it's really important for us to have a bit of an open mind. And and the beauty about this year for Queensland is is we've we've got a whole heap of depth in in some positions that we haven't had depth yeah. in in the past. Like like thinking about our middle forwards, and you know, we could we could nearly build two two forward packs that would be really competitive, which is great, and it's com- comp- uh, competitive for positions. And the other position that we haven't had a whole heap of depth in is our outside backs, and, and we're starting to, to, to get that now uh, with the likes of, of Cobbo, Murray Tower-Lungy, um, you know, Dane Gagai's playing well. We've got Valentine Holmes that has moved into the centres. Like, young Hammerso up at the Cowboys, he unfortunately picked up an injury at, at the wrong time just before the the Cowboys or during the Cowboys going on that winning streak and um, he's had to bide his time to get back into into first grade and, and now he's got a spot on the wing due to an injury to Cole Felt who was playing well. So we're starting to get a whole heap of depth and um, we're going to need that depth throughout the whole series. So um, yeah, that that actually pleases me that we've got a whole heap of Queenslanders playing well. Definitely, yeah. Do, do you take a few extras into camp? I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the case, isn't it? Not just say one or two, you, you take a few more? Yeah, I, I think given the, the the climate at the moment with COVID and injuries and all all that sort of stuff, I, I'm getting I'm hearing the number 22. It hasn't been official just yet, but um, okay. I'm thinking we're going to take you know about 22 players into camp, and um, therefore they'll they'll be um, you know five players that that won't play. But like I said before, those five players will, will be really important for that group uh, preparing for the game, but also a great experience for them and. Um, you know, they're they're likely to get a start throughout the season. There's there's a lot of things that happen throughout the season and other series, sorry, and um, those players are more than likely be looking to get a start somewhere throughout that series. Yeah. Now, in your uh, your many years in the state of origin team, uh, you would have had a few different ways that the camps can be run. Um, and you know, I think for some of the players, a change is as good as a holiday. Not just getting a new coach, but are you? Is it much different? Is your the way you've designed this camp, or, and for, or for game one and for the series, than in previous years? Um, yeah, it's it'll be a little bit different. Um, you don't you know, have to tell us all the details. On the, on the Gold Coast, but there's some, um, some blues. Yeah, it'll. it'll you know, I, Sorry, mate. There's some blues there's some listening. Blues listening so, yeah, don't tell us everything, but just <laughs> just let us know. There's going to be. The thing, the thing about Origin Camp that'll be the same. That uh, it's got to be fun, Dragon. Yes, yeah. I'm sure back in in your day and and Sats your day, you've got to have fun. Like you know, life is about fun. You've got to enjoy yourself, and and playing state of origin football is that it's it's a fun environment. You you know, you've got to enjoy it. So yes, your priority is to to be at your best um, for that 80 minutes on the Wednesday night, but. Outside of that, you, you've got to enjoy each other's company. It's you know the best time of your life, and um, for the the 22 young lads that are that are going to get that opportunity, um, you know it's important to remember that. So you talk about fun, Bill. How much does Alf play a role in that? <laughs> well, he he is a he's a he's a ball of fun, isn't he, <laughs> little Alf? But uh, I don't even know what Alf's role is just yet. I've, I've heard social coordinator, but. Um, yeah, we just let Alf run his own show and um, and and just hope for the best. Hey, Billy, um, game one in Sydney. How important is it to get off to that uh, a winning start? Um, because it's you know it's it's not very often teams come back from one nil down. Yeah, I just spoke about the the, the start that New South Wales got in their series last year, and mm. and 
it's it's really important. It, it's an important part of a game of footy, the start of the game. Um, I think all teams focus on that start of the game. So you really need to make sure that you're, you're in the fight and, and you build your, um, your, your game. So, um, yeah, no, the, the start of the game is really important. The start of the series is important. I think the you know, the, the percentages show show you that. The team that comes out on top in the first game, um, most of the time they lift the trophy at the end of the series. So, um, yeah, we all know how important that first game is and it's down in Sydney. Um, but, you know, that that won't deter us. Um, you know, we'll be, we'll be attacking the game um, like we would if it was anywhere. Well, you're going to be a busy man over the next eight or nine weeks and we know you're a busy man uh, and taking time out to give us some, uh, some of your, your knowledge leading into to Monday morning and you can go feed the horses now. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> I've got a few here, so I better get going. Good on you. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL. Yeah, welcome back to it. Uh, Jason Matthews here this week. I've got uh, Sats away. Uh, Badge had to run off to a very important, probably lunch uh, somewhere. What, what I don't know. Actually, I don't even know what he's doing. Uh, but right now, Chris Nelson joining us. Uh, thanks to Racing Queensland. Busy time uh, with Racing Queensland at the moment, isn't it, Nell? So the Tab Queensland Racing Carnival is where champions emerge. Gamble responsibly. Call one 858 Mate, you've had your feet up for a couple of weeks. Now you've got to do some work because there's a bit yeah. of sunshine around the southeast. It's beautiful, isn't it? It's great to see. And, yeah, it's been a, a very quiet week this week. Well, from last Saturday, we had no meeting. We had a meeting on Sunday, but Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, no meetings, of course. Uh, so looking forward to Saturday, three group ones at Eagle Farm. Every race is a group or listed race. And apart from Zaki going around a short price favourite in the Doombin Cup, there's plenty of value in all races. Mm, sounds good. Take us through them. So we're, we're, we're racing Doombin Monday, Eagle Farm tomorrow, Ipswich Sunday. Mm. Is that is that correct? And uh, some meetings on the poly track as well on the Sunshine Coast and no Gold Coast. No Gold Coast. How much rain have they had? Well, the Gold Coast, I think there's been a Saturday meeting at the Gold Coast for three weeks. Two of them have been transferred to the poly at the Sunny Coast including uh, this week, Saturday. Um, we missed a meeting completely last week at the Gold Coast. So, yeah, the Gold Coast... Well, we missed Coast, them uh, everywhere last week, the, didn't uh, we? Last Saturday, yeah, everywhere was... Yeah, we did too, that's right. Right, yeah, We did. So we've got, as you say, Ipswich, Ipswich Sunday and Doombin Monday. So what happens when we get these uh, rain periods where everything gets postponed and whatever, we get a, an absolute glut of racing afterwards. So big fields, lots of races, and hopefully plenty of winners. Uh, so... Um, we've got three Group 1s Saturday. Yep, three Group 1s on Saturday. Queensland Derby, uh, the Doombin Cup and the Kingsford Smith Cup. So races 5, 8 and 9 at Eagle Farm on Saturday are all Group 1s. But Hang on. Yeah, there's some ripping races amongst them. We joked about this a couple of weeks ago. The Doombin Cup is at Eagle Farm. <laughs> That's right. Well, and it's happened. See, and you rubbish stuff. Poor us. old Doombin. I would never rubbish you. Poor old Doombin, two biggest days of the year, the 10,000, the oh, cup, no. both been run at Eagle Farm. Wouldn't oh, no. read about it. You but wouldn't it's a read better, about it. It holds the water better, doesn't it? Well, yeah, Eagle Farm, uh, it, well, it holds the water. It drains really well. So uh, where we'd be racing on something like a heavy nine or ten at Doombin, you go across the road, we could be on a good four or a soft five. So it's just a different different sort of track What's altogether, all and the, the water goes through. And as we've seen, 
when it doesn't get enough water, it does firm up very quickly. So this is the time when we have a lot of rain that Eagle Farm really comes into its own. Rightio, tips for the weekend. I've got my pen and paper ready. What, are you going to mark them as scratchings when I give them out? Is no, that what I'm you're going to do? I'm playing uh, tic-tac-toe by myself. That's... All right, here we go. Race seven, number 13, Oscar Zulu. He's already been the medium of very, very strong support. I liked him last week. Yep. We obviously didn't get a run, uh, but he gets a run this week and he handles all types of ground. He's got a good gait and he's got Kieran McAvoy to do the steering. I think he'll be very hard to beat. Uh, you, you need to back all of these each way because there's no good things other than Zaki at a dollar forty on Saturday. So yeah, race seven, number thirteen each way, Oscar Zulu. Um, we'll go back to race number six, number sixteen, Star Tontes. I don't think she had a lot in her favour when she failed here last start two weeks ago, and she didn't jump well, and she got a long way back, and she did make some ground in the straight, and then she did run into trouble around the two hundred metre mark, and that just dulled her momentum late. So expect her to settle closer and be a lot harder to beat back on top of the ground. So race six, number 16 again. Each way start Tontes in the derby. Race eight will go with the Kiwi. Number two, Dark Destroyer, who was very uh, strong winning the rough habit uh, two weeks ago beating Paternal. I think he can beat Paternal once again. All right, and Zaki should walk over the line? Yeah, Zaki should be far too good for those. Zaki was a, a good a good thing really uh, on a heavy track. He's an even better thing on a, uh, a firmer track. So Zaki should win by a uh, space in race number five. But for the average punter like you and I, Jason, it's just a little bit too short, those odds. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, mate, racing starts really early this weekend. Punters, don't get caught out. What is it, like 10 o'clock or something in the morning? It's 11.08 at uh, Eagle Farm is the first race, which is a really good race. Oaks lead up, uh, the Group 2 Roses. But at the, uh, the Gold Coast meeting on the Sunshine Coast, Polly, 1045 start. Jace, how about that? You, uh, you really, were you out of bed by that stage? Uh, yeah, yeah, I will be. Mate, oh, you'd be very surprised. I get up really early, about 9 a.m., so I'll be up in time <laughs> for that. Hey, um, uh, so I just want to make the Gold Coast meeting uh, on the poly track yep. at the Sunshine Coast, and the Doombin, yes. the Doombin Cup is now at Eagle Farm. That's right. That's right. You're keeping up Got with it. all this? Got it. All right. I'm as clear as mud. The Tab Queensland Racing Carnival featuring Stradbroke season is where champions emerge. Gamble responsibly call 1-800-858-858. Nelson, thanks, mate. Thanks, Josh. Have a good weekend. Yeah, you too. Actually, I've got to wrap up the show. That's been off the bench for uh, another weekend. Uh, Badge and I back Monday night with Sports Day. No, Scott Sattler, he's on, uh, he's on special assignment. He's filling in for someone else on another show. We'll be back Monday night. We'll catch you then. Enjoy the rest of your weekend.